welcome to the 14th episode of the second series of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on our beautiful planet Earth. This week we're going very cosmic and we're talking about things in our night sky. We're talking about planets, stars and fireworks. Let's hear our first question. It comes from Ted. Over to Ted. My name is Ted and what is the very fur planet in the solar system? Hi Ted, thanks for your great question. Well, scientists so far think that the first planet to form in our solar system was Jupiter. About 4.6 billion years ago, our solar system began forming out of a huge cloud of dust and gas. The sun formed first and then the planets, starting, we think, with Jupiter. Jupiter was already 20 times bigger than our planet Earth is now, just 1 million years after the Sun formed. That sounds like a long time, a million years after the Sun formed. But actually, in the whole span of the universe in cosmic time, that's just the blink of an eye. Today, Jupiter is absolutely enormous. It's much bigger than all the other planets combined. It's the fifth planet from the Sun and it's 588 million kilometres away from us here on Earth. Did you know that 11 planet Earths could fit across the equator of Jupiter? Just imagine it this way. If the Earth were the size of a grape, Jupiter would be the size of a basketball. Imagine a grape and a basketball next to each other. Earth is the grape and Jupiter is the basketball. That gives you an idea of just how big Jupiter is. Jupiter is an amazing place in so many ways. It has the most moons of any planet in the solar system, more than 75 moons. Wow! Just imagine if we had 75 moons around Earth. These moons include one called Io, spelt I-O, which is the most volcanic place anywhere we know of. And another called Europa, which is covered in ice and probably has a huge ocean underneath the frozen surface. Jupiter also has rings like Saturn, although they're smaller than Saturn's rings, which is maybe why they're not so famous. On the surface of Jupiter is a huge swirling red storm of gas called the Great Red Spot, which is bigger than Earth and has been raging for hundreds of years. We've also recently seen clouds of bright blue there. It's a colourful planet. Although it's such a big planet, it spins very fast. So a day on Jupiter only lasts 10 hours. That means if you get up at 7am on Earth, by the time it's 5pm and you might be thinking of having your supper, somebody on Jupiter would already be starting a new day and having their breakfast. However, a year on Jupiter takes a really long time. Jupiter takes around 12 Earth years to orbit the Sun, so a Jovian year, which is the year on Jupiter, is the same as 12 Earth years, even though their days are so fast. That's a really long year on Jupiter, but very fast days. 
Nine spacecraft have visited Jupiter, seven flew right by, and two orbited the planet. The most recent is Juno, which got to Jupiter in 2016 and is busy finding out lots of new things about the planet. I hope that answers your question, Ted, and thank you for sending it in. Now, on an earlier episode of Everything Under the Sun, we answered a question from Magnus about Jupiter, which was, how long has the storm on Jupiter been raging for? You can scroll back to have a listen to the answer. Or the answer is in this month's edition of the Week Junior Science and Nature. They have a feature in their monthly magazine called Head Scratches, which answers all your tricky questions, just like I do on Everything Under the Sun. This month, I've taken over Head Scratches and included some questions that I've been asked on Everything Under the Sun and that feature in my new book, Everything Under the Sun, A Year of Curious Questions, which is coming out on September the 9th. If you'd like to see my lovely Head Scratchers page, do buy a copy of this month's The Week Junior Science and Nature magazine. And in the next few weeks, we'll have an exciting competition where you can win a subscription to the magazine as well. So stay tuned for that. Now, our next question is about stars and it comes from Polly. Over to Polly. My name's Polly and I live in Malvern and I'm five. And my question is, how many stars are there? Thanks so much, Polly, for your excellent question. To answer it for you, I have author Mark Powers. Mark has written a book called Space Detectives about two boys who also happen to be detectives who go up into space to run an ice cream shop and solve some mysteries along the way. Mark knows about stars because he writes about space, so here he is to answer your question. Over to Mark Powers. Thanks so much for that question, Polly. I'm Mark Powers. I'm the author of Space Detectives. What a great question. How many stars are there? Well, um, nobody knows for sure. Nobody has counted every single last one. But I think as estimates go, as far as we can see, what, what we call the observable universe, there are about one billion trillion stars, approximately, which is a very, very big number. It's a one with 21 noughts after it, so try writing that out to see just how big that number is. So that's one billion trillion stars that we think there are in the observable universe. But in the non-observable universe, that is the universe beyond that that we can't see, there may well be many, 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 many more. But we don't know for sure, but that's our guess, I imagine. So thank you very much for that question. I've been Mark Powers. Thanks so much, Mark, for answering Polly's question. Stars are really incredible things. The sun is a star, and we've talked a lot about that on earlier episodes of the podcast if you want to scroll back and listen to questions about the sun. It might seem like it's brighter than the other stars as we can see it so well. That's because it's much closer than the other stars we can see in the sky. But almost every star you see in the night sky is actually bigger and brighter than the sun. Of the 50 brightest stars that we can see with our eyes, the least bright star is called Alpha Centauri, which is still 1.5 times brighter than our sun. How many stars do you think you can see on a dark night? Although a lot of people say they can see millions of stars at night, it's probably only around 200 
thousand or two and a half thousand stars at any one time. And that's if you're somewhere really dark and starry with no moon far away from light. It's not really possible to see a million stars in the sky at night, even though it often feels that way that you're looking up at millions of stars. Did you know stars don't actually twinkle? They look like they do. And of course, we have a great song about stars twinkle twinkling in the night sky. But stars don't twinkle. They just look like they do. Because when starlight comes into the Earth's atmosphere, it is affected by winds and different temperatures in our atmosphere, which move the starlight about. So from far, far away, standing outside, it will seem like the stars twinkling. And it's just their light being moved around as they get to our eyes. If you could watch a star from outer space, it wouldn't twinkle at all. It would just shine steadily. But I don't think that would look as beautiful as the way we are able to see stars from here on Earth, where it looks like they do twinkle. I hope that answers your question, Polly, and thank you for sending it in. Now, we have a competition this week to win a copy of Space Detectives, the book by Mark Powers, illustrated by Dapo Adiola. It's a great book about two boys who are up in space running an ice cream shop and solving mysteries. I'm reading it to my son at the moment at bedtime. If you'd like to win a copy of Space Detectives, all you have to do is tell me your favourite flavour of ice cream. Just ask an adult to borrow their phone and open a voice recording app and tell me your name, age and your favourite ice cream flavour and then send me the recording of you telling me your favourite ice cream flavour. The winner will be announced next week and get a copy of Space Detectives through their letterbox. Good luck, everyone! Now, last week I asked you to send in your best hamster names for a chance to win a copy of Mabel and the Mountain and Ned and the Great Hamster Race by Kim Hilliard. Here are your hamster names. Hello, my name is Eliza and I'm five years old and my hamster's name is Fluffy Wiggles. Hello, I'm Martha, I'm four and a half, I'm from Australia and my hamster's name is Ruby. Hi Molly, my name is Nikki and I'm age eight. My favourite hobbies is football and I love English. I listen to your podcast every single night. My hamster name is Perry Zappa. Bye! Hello Molly, I'm Alex. I'm four. I live in England and I like trains and bunnies. And I think the best name for a hamster is Jemima. Thanks, bye. Hello, Molly. My name's Christopher. I'm five years old and I live in Germany. My good hamster name is Hamsty. Bye. Thank you so much to all of you for sending in such great names. I asked Kim, who wrote the two prize books, which names she liked best. And she said the winner is... Fluffy Wiggles. We also really love the name Perry Zappa, but because it's a picture book, we thought it would be best that Eliza is the winner of this week's competition because she's only five and these are picture books thank you so much everyone for sending in your brilliant hamster names and do try and enter the competition to win a copy of space detectives as well if you didn't win this week 
Congratulations, Eliza. You've won a copy of Kim's two picture books. They'll be on their way from Ladybird Books to you very soon. Thank you all for entering. They're all great hamster mates. Now it's time for our third question, which comes from Tara. It's not about stars or planets. It's about something else we see in the night sky. It's about fireworks. Over to Tara. Hi, Molly. My name is Tara and I'm eight. My favourite hobbies are football, skateboarding and drawing. My question is, how do fireworks get so high up in the sky? Bye! Thank you so much for your great question, Tara. Well, traditionally, fireworks got so high in the sky thanks to something called saltpetre. You find this in nature, in rotting animals and rotting vegetables. When we used to have floors made of earth, people dug saltpetre out of houses and there were men whose job it was to dig up floors. And they were called saltpetre men. Another name for this stuff is potassium nitrate. Potassium nitrate or saltpetre is still an important ingredient in gunpowder, which is what shoots fireworks into the sky. Although some gunpowders now use different chemicals, but a lot still use saltpetre. Fireworks are made of a few different parts. There's the tail that helps the fireworks fly in the direction they're supposed to. There's the fuse, which has to be lit to start the main part of the firework, called the charge. When the charge is set alight, it blasts the firework up into the sky at a speed of a few hundred miles an hour. The charge is made of gunpowder, which contains saltpeter. Gunpowder used to be three quarters saltpeter and the rest charcoal and sulfur. As saltpeter or potassium nitrate burns, it lets off oxygen. This helps the rest of the gunpowder, the charcoal and sulfur, burn too. And this makes really hot gases that shoot the firework into the sky. Once up in the sky, another fuse is lit, setting off all the effects that are packed into the head of the firework, making all the different kinds of lights and sounds that fireworks make. Fireworks were invented in China in someone's kitchen around 2,000 years ago. A mixture, which was a bit like the gunpowder we use today, was poured into a stick of bamboo, which is hollow. Then the stick of bamboo containing gunpowder would be thrown onto a fire, so it would explode with a bang. The Chinese kept going with this idea because it was fun, but they also used it in battles to shoot arrows or even fire rats at their enemies because people and their horses were scared of rats. Nowadays, of course, we've added beautiful colours and we can shoot fireworks high into the sky, but this is how it started with bamboo filled with gunpowder. The idea to add beautiful colours came from Italy. Some Italian people who loved playing with fire added bits of metal, which created gold and silver sparks when they exploded. Now fireworks, of course, have become a real art form. Firework creators pack tubes with different chemicals that make all kinds of sounds, lights and colours when they explode and light up the night sky. I hope that answers your question, Tara, and thank you for sending it in. And that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Mark Powers for talking to us about stars and how many there are in the sky. And a big thank you to Tara, Ted and Polly for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we used this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week full of star spotting and other fun adventures. Remember to enter the competition to win a copy 
of Space Detectives. Just send me your favourite ice cream flavour and I'll announce the winner on next week's podcast. If you want more information about how to send in a question or send in a competition entry, go to our website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. All you have to do is ask an adult to borrow their smartphone, open the voice recording app and record yourself asking your question or saying your favourite ice cream flavour. Just say your name, your age, a bit about yourself and ask me your question or tell me your competition entry and send it in to me by email at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. I can't wait to hear your questions and entries and answer your questions as soon as I can. Also, if you like the show, remember to rate it and leave a lovely review wherever you listen to the podcast. And of course, do tell all your friends to listen. Wishing you all a very lovely star-filled week. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thank you.